together, we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Hey Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans, it's Joe in the pilot seat. You're not, if you're watching on YouTube, you're not seeing double. There are two handsome guys right in front of you right now. It's Joe version 1.0 and Joe, the newer version 2.0. My favorite co-host, the guy who got me started doing this, Joey Molinero, my my son. So glad to have you back to rule the galaxy. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, Pop. Uh, you're you're actually 3.0. I'm 4.0. I'm oh, getting technical with it. You right? are correct. You are um, correct. So you're third. I'm I'm the fourth. Uh, but I'm good. I got my my baby Yoda hoodie on. Um, you know, it, it's December for me is kind of, it's an underrated star Wars month for me. I don't know what it is about star Wars. I guess maybe the latest movies that have come out with the sequels all coming in rogue one coming out in December. Yep. I don't know. I mean, maybe cause it's such a family tie and Christmas is such a family time. Uh, you know, so star Wars is, is, is very, very, uh, important to me always, but especially in December. So. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I know. Well, I mean, let's just throw it out there to start this off. Well, as always, we're doing a quick show. Just Joey and I today, we've had so many guests on Rule of the Galaxy recently. I just wanted to make it to where we went back to the basics and just talked a little Star Wars with some of the regular guys who are part of it. And we're going to do this with everybody, but Joey's leading the way. But you can always follow us at Rule of the Galaxy SW on Twitter, Rule of the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. And then rule the galaxy on Facebook and YouTube. But you're talking about December. Here we are in December of 2021. And first and foremost, Book of Boba Fett. Um, we're all of 20 some odd days away from that. What are your expectations? What are you looking forward to? What what what's got you going on Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I hate to be the cliche of like, you know, it feels like every year you get older, you just always have those conversations of like, man, can't believe December already. I mean, where did the year go? You know, like, um, but really is. I mean, we, I remember, you know, the exact moment where I was, I was sitting on your floor um, in the living room watching the uh, finale, uh, the rescue of, of season two of Mandalorian. And then they had, um, you know, the epilogue uh, with the book of Boba Fett. And that was just uh, almost 365. It was almost a year ago. And I remember being like, holy smokes, next Christmas is going to be great. Don't know if we're going to get Mando season three too, but at least we have Bo book of Boba Fett coming. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's phenomenal that we're so close to it. And I, it, I love the timing of it too, uh, dad, because it's, you know, we always joke about how, you know, you have those few days around Christmas where it's, you know, the Christmas Eve, Christmas, maybe even the 23rd where it's just, that's a jolly time. You're having Christmas. It's great. Focused on family, focused on friends. And then you have that weird week in between Christmas and New Year's mm -hmm. where it's like, does time really exist? Are these days happening? <laughs> What's going on? Who's doing anything? You're kind of looking for that something to fill the void and i mean right per perfectly slapped in the middle we get book of boba fett on the 29th so uh it's it's gonna be great and, and i know it's gonna be weird for you because it's like i'm 28 i vividly remember being a young kid and obviously loving return of the jedi and and, and empire strikes back and, and boba fett and still being like five or six years old and just like wow what what a bummer about Boba and like, what happened to him? Did he really die? Did he really, you know what I mean? And now right. you 
I mean, you've been waiting a long, long time for this. Yeah, I think it was really cool. Uh, <clears throat> you know, um, well, one, you're exactly right on the holiday time frame. We do go into like some weird quantum mania. If you want to go to Ant Man here, that that it's like the world between worlds. It's exactly, exactly. It's a, don't tell Brent that it's a world between worlds uh, between Christmas and New Year's. But so yeah, that is kind of a great time because let's face it, we, we all have to work probably at that time, but do we really get anything done? Nobody's really getting anything done, but yeah, uh, going back to that, you know, I was so into after 1983 and return of the Jedi, any kind of book that I could read, you know, I consumed it. I just took it right in. And so you got into those expanded universe days where there were tons of things coming out, mentioning Boba Fett or, Oh, he didn't die in the Sarlacc pit or, and you're starting to go, whoa, okay, wait a minute, where's this going? But then when Disney came in, you're like, okay, that was all EU. That's that's going to get wiped out. But as as our co-host Alfie, you know, will tell you, being the biggest Boba Fett fan that I know, that's a, that's a money guy right there, right? Everybody buys Boba Fett, even though he was in six minutes of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So when we saw that figure sitting there on was it episode one, the Cobb Banth video of season two of The Mandalorian. And people are like, wait a minute. He's picking up Boba Fett's gear from Cobb Banth. There's a guy, there's a sand, uh, sand person, a Tuscan Raider that doesn't have a helmet on or a mask on. Who is this? And then the later to see him come in, what was that? Uh, the, the Richard, uh, the, the Rodriguez version uh, where, where he comes in and just beats the crap out of those stormtroopers, wants his gear back. It just brought it all the way around full circle. And everybody I know kind of in my age group was like, this is what we want to see. This is what we've been waiting for. So I think this is going to take us to the next level. And I'm really excited. You know, the previews we've seen with the back to tank and the, the sand people and, you know, going back to Jabba's palace. I mean, there's so many things that are going to be brought up here. I, I don't know anybody who's not your age or older who's not really excited about this. I, I feel like um, I, we talked about the trailer. I texted you right away. I was like, it's got to be, it's got to be the Tuscan Raiders who, who found him, you know, whatever we're going to find out, whether it's he, right. you know, climbed out of the Sarlacc somehow or his jetpack went off and he got to fly out of there or, or whatever it is. And, and he ends up just in shambles, you know, out there um, and, and the, on the sands of Tatooine. I, I just really, the way that they structured the trailer mm -hmm. where he was like, when I was left for dead on Tatooine and, and you know, right when he says that the sand people are walking, you know what I mean? It's right. like, that made me feel like, all right, the, the, the Tuscan Raiders have to kind of see what's going on here, take them in. And then, like you said, with episode one or chapter nine, the first episode of, of season two of yep. Mandalorian, we get that shot at the end. And he's basically dressed as a, as a, as a Tuscan Raider, right. uh, just like you said, without, without any of the, the facial gear or anything like that. So, you know, we get Boba like a five-year period where, where Boba is, you know, rehabbing and uh, kind of sticking around the, the sand people to keep him going and kind of plotting his, his return, you know? So I think it's just, you know, there's so, <laughs> that that's one of the biggest questions in, Really, I think maybe even entertainment. I mean, cinema is like what happened when Boba Fett went, and, mm -hmm. and especially now that we know that Boba Fett is alive and well in canon that we saw in season two of Mandalorian. What the hell happened? How yeah. how, how did we get here? You know what I mean? So uh, I really think we're going to get those answers, and I can't wait.
I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a rural farm boy quote right here. Just tell me the story, right? I mean, just just give me the story. And he says that to us yeah. all the time on Twitter and when he's been on with us, just give me the story. And that's that's you know, I'm 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 following along Brent's advice. I'm not letting my expectations get too high. It's fertile ground. There's so much going on. There's so many ways this could go. And so I'm I'm really just excited. And it's more of excitement just of I, I don't know how it's going to come together. I don't know the full storyline. I'm excited that Phoenix Shan is wrapped all the way back in from Bad Batch to season one and season two of Mandalorian to now this. I mean, here's a character that nobody knew of that we, we didn't know anything about this character at all until the last few years. And now she's everywhere. And Ming-Na Wen is great at that character. So we're really excited about that. You know, um, there's going to be a lot of, I, well, uh, the the hammerhead, the Ithorian, you know, we've only seen them sitting still in the cantina in 1977, or then in animation, right? There's not really been that I can think of. Has were there they, been were another they Ithorian? The, were they in the Senate on Coruscant? Is that where Possibly. we saw them? Possibly. Yeah. But I mean, such limited movement in what they were doing. I'm really excited to see where this one's going to go. You know, there you see in the preview, he's going to go and talk to uh, a hammerhead, I, you know, or an Ithorian. Uh, so it's, uh, that's kind of cool, but this is, I think they said eight or nine episodes, um, and seven, seven? okay, seven. I knew it was, I knew it was right around that realm, but there's just not much that can be better than getting Star Wars at this time of the year. I think they've found their groove of whether it's a movie or a release like this to make it come out around Christmas time. I grew up a kid of the prequels and the original trilogy always coming out Labor Day or Memorial Day weekend and, and, uh, or in May. And that was what we felt was star Wars and everything else. But now that I see this Christmas time release, I think it's the only way to go. I think if you're going to do something big, uh, you've got family around each other. You've got people who can sit and talk during this time frame. They don't have to really rush and hurry. They can really take it in and you're inside for the most part in a lot of the country. So, you know, it makes a lot of sense. So I think it was well done to put it here and and i'm just excited to see where these seven episodes go so um, is, is uh is mando gonna show that's a good question um i don't know because i've heard you know talking to mark newbold he mentioned that he thought it was kind of season two and a half of the mandalorian that will lead into season three of the mandalorian that's you yeah. know to where there's maybe a crossover there and, and alfie's always said that this era right here with Favreau, Filoni, and all the things they're putting together is kind of the MCU of Star Wars. So where this whole thing's going on five or so years after Return of the Jedi, you know, uh, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, the Ahsoka, you know, and different things that are coming down the pipe, th these are all going to funnel in at that same time frame. So could be really cool. Could have some real great crossovers. Do you think, do you think Rodriguez, like, would they even dare to, I mean, and, and now we know because of the finale that, that Luke Skywalker is doing his thing, or, or, you know, could we have a conversation about that? Could, uh, you know what I mean? Is there something there that uh, they, they, they dropped one of those bombs in there and kind of keep Luke alive in a while. Maybe he doesn't show up like he did in, in Mandalorian, but maybe it's kind of like a, I, I don't know. I just feel like, like you said, there's all this connectivity now because now we know that Ahsoka's <laughs> out there. Now we know that right. Luke Skywalker's out there with Grogu. Like, 
I, I would be a fan of something like that happening because like you said, I think that that is what has been shown to be successful in like a, a Marvel, right? Is this like these, these big, right. like, holy shit, like reveals and, and, and these crossovers where it's like, oh my God, didn't expect it. And while wow, they really went there and like, I think that would be awesome. Um, I, you know, think- I definitely first and foremost want to, you know, get the full story of Boba Fett and get the answers there. But then right. hopefully when they get to the latter half of the, the series here, who knows what, what the hell goes on? Well, I mean, you could have flashbacks. Obviously, um, Tamara Morrison does not have to be in the suit all the time. You could flashback to Empire and Jedi days and kind of walk through that with him being around Vader or some of those characters, you know, uh, around the Empire at that time. So that could be part of it. Um, you know, What if the first episode, they do a whole entire flashback to the return of the Jedi, the whole thing where it happened? Right. You know? I, I mean, you could. You could easily do that. And, and, you know, with today's From technology. Boba's perspective, like he looks Correct. down there and he sees, you know, Luke Scott doing all that. And I mean, that would be, that'd be pretty rad. You know what? I hadn't thought about that before, but you, you're right. You could show that, that transition of him seeing what's going on in those skiffs, having to go out there, you know, from his point of view, from his perspective, which I'm guessing they wouldn't focus in or get anything real close shots on anybody. Right. You could have people playing the characters from a distance. Uh, that would be fantastic people would go nuts if that happened um but one of the things that that you know you bring up big big things that could happen you know let's face it boba has never been the biggest fan of the jedi um so yeah his dad i mean right mace killed his dad he chased after him in the clone wars wanted to kill mace and the and the jedi right so he he now could possibly hear luke's alive uh ahsoka's alive these were jedi during that you know around that time frame or back going back to that maybe he's gonna come up with that idea of hey i still got some business to settle you know with with these these group of people um and and that could be part of the show you know i think it was alfie or brent or someone talking about well why wouldn't why wouldn't we take old frazzled mace windu who fell out of a thousand foot drop and we never saw his body why don't we have mace show up and and have boba finish the deal now right i mean there could be anything that you want and samuel i'm sure would be more than happy to come in as a grizzled old veteran mace windu and get cut up by by uh by boba but i'm you know i'd love nothing go ahead what i think would be hilarious is you know they're either doing a flashback at the first episode and, and Boba was telling the story to Finnick or whoever. And uh, you see from his perspective and he's like, the last thing I heard was Boba Fett, Boba Fett. And it's Han Solo just going, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. And then, and then he gets knocked out and he's like, that's all. That's the last I remember. It's uh, Boba Fett. Well, I, like I said, anything's anything's up for this now. And when we when we see the Favreau and Filoni, we'll go back and use Luke Skywalker, even if it's in the deep fake kind of you know realm of things. I don't think anything's off the table. So, well, uh, Lucasfilm is. I mean, it's been on record that Lucasfilm is like going pretty crazy with hiring like these like YouTube deep mm-hmm. fake people who just do this crazy job. So it's like you know stuff stuff like that's coming. Yep, I, I'm all for it. I take it. I take it. You, you, uh, we'll turn the corner a little bit. You, you wanted to talk a little bit about the end of Rebels. How long has it been since you've watched Rebels? Well, that when we were texting about it, that was one of the reasons because I just finished up watching season four, um, okay. again, 
just randomly. Like I like to put it on before bed or like put it on while I'm working and, you know, and just um, catch it just cause I, I don't know. I, I love rebels. I, I do. I love all the characters. I, I love, I've told you, I think I said on the show before, I just love how it's like a really good mix of like new characters that we weren't familiar with that you get introduced to, but also yep. right in the middle of just perfect star Wars era and, and time frame that, that we are comfortable with, you know? Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, like I was watching the world between worlds episode, um, so emotional with Kanan, man, the, the, the sacrifice that he makes and, uh, you know, just, I just really enjoyed the, and the end scene where they tell the story, you know, Sabine's talking about the story of, of what's going on and where mm-hmm. they are. Like just to hear say like the battle of indoor and you can just perfectly imagine, you know, you're like wondering, where uh Hera was during that right was she in the ghost flying around out there outside of indoor right we know that Filoni said that Captain Rex is that old guy with the beard and when Han taps on that stormtrooper's shoulder he kind of like didn't he kind of hint at that and he's like well we think yeah. that's probably him <laughs> um so I, I, this is so cool to me I love the connectivity and uh yeah it's a very emotional series and I I, I just love it I, I don't think people give Rebels enough credit. It starts off very kiddish. Let's face it. The first season is that dipping the toe in the water, letting you see the the uh, Aladdin of Star Wars and Ezra, right? And and um, But I think the, the character growth and the family that they developed in that show, it's going to stand the test of time because, let's face it, Clone Wars had the luxury of having a base of characters that you knew and they could sprinkle in Ahsoka. They could sprinkle in Hondo Anoka. Uh, right. They could sprinkle in people that you're like, oh, well, this adds to the story. Um, Rebels was a complete blank slate. And then you go backwards and you sprinkle in, you know, a bail. You sprinkle in an Obi-Wan. You don't make it all about them. And, and you make it about this new group that nobody knew anything about. And I think over that four-year span, again, the, the character growth on all of them was phenomenal. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with that. And all this talk now of, you know, when Ezra comes back, when Thrawn comes back, and a lot of people are saying the Ahsoka series is going to have a lot of that Rebels kind of sequel kind of feel to it. And I'm okay with it. I mean, obviously, they just they just um, hired someone to play um, um, Sabine Wren. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so there's a lot of tie in there. I'm, I'm wondering if they could pull off a, a live action um zeb i don't know but obviously they could pull off a live action uh chopper and all the other characters so it's really cool uh, i think it would be great um heck in 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 following that up you could have the voice of of um of kanan and, and freddie prince come in and talk to ahsoka right you could have that interaction with him in the live action series. He doesn't have to be there or he could as a force ghost. I mean, it, all those things are still out there. So I'm really interested on our group text the other day for the show. We had like a half an hour text that chain going back and forth of is, is Thrawn going to be turned to where he starts like being Boba to where people feel like he's more of a good guy than a bad guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Now that he's off with Ezra or is Thrawn going to stay all the way imperial and is he going to take ezra over to that side to show ezra we need you we need a jedi to help us you know bring this back together so there's there's a lot of things that could go on with that and and at one point in time brent dykeman said you know what always freaked me out is 
those big space squid uh, took Ezra and Thrawn, but they had just knocked the window out of it and had Thrawn wrapped up in one of their tentacles. How do they survive? And Alfie's quote was, Brent, it's a space opera about wizards with lightsabers. Let the science go. Just hey, go. Like, like Mark Hamill said about Harrison Ford, it ain't that kind of movie, kid. <laughs> <laughs> if people notice that, we got a lot bigger problems on our hands. You know? Right. So but I think like it, the, so with the Ahsoka series, you know, a lot of them are expected to come back. That's supposed to be, we think the main uh, kind of plot line is, you know, they set it up in Mando season two, you know, where's Thrawn, where's Ezra. But what's crazy is that in the Ahsoka logo, the world, the world between worlds is, yep. is right behind it. It's, it's included in it. So I'm already thinking like, what is that? What is that mad scientist Filoni cooking up that is going to go into the uh, uh, Ahsoka series? It's like we talk about Bill Belichick in the NFL, checkers and chess. Um, yeah. Our minds work as a chess level when it comes to Star Wars. We just take it in move by move. Filoni, gosh, he's playing chess. And he might even be playing three-dimensional chess like on Big Bang Theory compared to everybody else. He's, he's, he's tying this in. And it, you know he came out of that article recently or the, the interview recently talking about how he had some storylines and ideas for the Sissoka series years ago, but he never thought he'd get to use them. And now that he's worked with Favreau and they've said, well, let's piece this together with that and everything. So he's really excited about that. But, you know, wrapping up from the end of Rebels into this next Filoni and Favreau verse that we're in, I think it was a great tie-in and I think it leaves a door wide open for a lot of things. So yeah. very excited. Very Same. excited. Same. Yeah. It's, it's, that's one of the things about Rebels too, is it's just very rewatchable, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a really easy watch and, um, yeah, I just, I did you know, all the characters, I just, they're just a ragtag bunch of rebels, man, you know, and it's like, I, I feel like that's the point is it's just, that's supposed to be what's going on all over the galaxy, right? It's just right. people like that, you know, getting together and, and using their different skill sets to kind of guerrilla warfare the empire, you know, so it's cool. Agreed, agreed. And, and um, so one of the other things when I said, hey, Joey, let's just talk, what are some things you want to talk about? You mentioned Christmas, and we've already started off the show talking a little bit about it with you know Christmas season and Book of Boba Fett coming out right now. But I look back and I think about how fun it was not only to be a kid growing up during the time frame of the original trilogy and getting the toys. And my, my parents didn't have a lot of money, so getting Star Wars toys and having a full-on like Star Wars Christmas it meant a lot to me and it was, it just stuck with me and to have the characters and the ships and all those things, but then getting the chance to do that same thing with you because the sequels were coming out while you were growing up and the, the special edition or the, the prequels and the special edition were coming out. Now you rope it into, again, the movies coming out of this time shows coming out of this time. Christmas. You can say what you want. I mean, rip on the holiday special. That's fine. But Christmas and Star Wars are tied together for me from the time I was seven years old. Um, yeah. and, and so it's meant a lot. Are there certain things about Christmas and toys you've gotten or things you've done or movies you've seen that, that really bring this kind of season together for you or, or, you know, mean a lot more during this season to you when it comes to Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, like I said, off the top, you know, the, the, from 2015 on with the sequel trilogy and with Rogue One, it was just, you know, you knew every other December or whatever, you're going to be 
um, you know, with a group of people like we were just, you know, mm-hmm. everybody has time off around that time. Everybody's down to do a little bit more, you know, go to a later showing or skip out of work half day and, and, you know, go see the movie at two o'clock, whatever it is, you know? So that's always fun and, and something I'll look back on, but, um, you know, one of them, like, <laughs> And I got that Ewok for Christmas, right? Me and mm-hmm. me and Maddie got that Ewok oh, for gosh. Christmas from when I was like five, maybe, you <laughs> yeah. know, right? And uh, now my my dog, my precious happy boy, he, uh, I passed it down to him, you know? And so it's still <laughs> still in my house, still in my family, uh, you know, happy use it for a different way than I do. You know, he, he's kind of torn it up a little bit and uh, played with the Ewok to shreds. But the point is, is that, you know, I've had that for over 20 years, you know, and now right. my dog has it. I mean, um, now we, I know we laugh about, I still remember being a little kid and being out in the garage and you spray painting the oh. stormtrooper uh, uh, blaster because for some reason they decided to sell them white, which was cool now looking back, but you know, my little uh, OCD ass when I was five or six years old, I was like, <laughs> that's not the gun. That's not what you see in the movies. The stormtroopers are white. The blaster is black. This thing's right. got to be black. Um, but yeah, I mean, just I remember you spray painting that. I vividly remember that uh, the, in the garage down there. But I remember yeah, it too because I was afraid it was going to kill the sound. I was afraid the spray paint oh, yeah. was going to get in where the, the sound sure. came out. And and I was like, oh, but we took the chance and it works. And and I think I still have it. That's yeah. the one I still have in my closet behind me here. Probably. Um, yeah. Um, and, and I, yeah, I just, I mean, you know, it's so funny because as a kid, that was all Christmas was, was just, you know, the latest Star Wars guys and getting the, um, getting the Ewok village, you know, and, and, and opening up and there's just so many of them. And then, you know, when you, when I was a teenager, just like when you're a teenager, like there weren't any movies coming out, Yep. you know, you're not getting guys or anything, maybe a video game. That was kind of my teenage years. Yeah. You know, getting, getting a battlefront too maybe preteen years, you know what I mean? Like when I was, I had grown out of playing with toys Yep. preteen years. It was like, man, I got to get the battlefront two game. You know, it was so weird because I remember um, watching revenge of the Sith with you. And that is the one movie we didn't buy any action figures really for because you were 12 at the time. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like when I was 12 return of the Jedi. So I had star Wars and empire guys, but I didn't have as many Jedi guys because i was starting to be 13 and there were a lot of different things going on so one of the things you did get to benefit from was you know even when you were 12 13 14 years old you could still get the the bounty hunter game or the you know uh revenge of the sith game itself revenge of the sith game exactly i mean so it's that's one thing i missed out on i never have been into the star wars gaming at all but uh, knowing that you could do that and transition into being a teenager and having those, that's, that's pretty cool because I, you know, it was figures and it was figures and books for me. Uh, but, but you have that whole other level is a good yeah. thing. And, and most of the guys on our show are the same way. D-Doc and Nick and, and uh, people at Benny, they went right from, Hey, well, I'm not going to get guys anymore. Boom. I'm going to get video games and things like that. So, um, but now we've come full circle. And yeah. that's what's funny is that, now you know you go from being oh you want to play with the guys now they're collectibles and you like to collect them and just like you have behind you there you know so i mean like last christmas i remember uh you know you got me that awesome uh mando and and baby yoda um 
painting, I guess it is. Yeah. Uh, I forget yeah. the exact word it is. Um, you know, you got me that. Uh, and then I got, um, you know, a Chewbacca black series, Amanda with the Beskar black series. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 27 years old opening these on, you know, Christmas morning over there. So <laughs> I had a couple more that I asked for that I'm kind of, you know, trying to round out my collection and just because I think they're really cool that I put on my list this year, you know, so um yeah, it doesn't stop. I mean, you have that weird time in the middle there where, mm-hmm. you know, you're too cool for it or you just kind of have other interests or whatever, but uh, you always go back to your, you know, your childhood. You always go back to it. So um, yeah, it's, you do. And now, you know, it's just the ever ending cycle because hopefully, you know, I'll be able to have kids one day and, and, and I'd like to imagine whether they'd be a girl or a boy, I'd be able to, you know, get them little Ray things if they're a girl or hell, if they like Mando or baby or whatever it is, yep. you know what I mean? So it's, uh, I expect it to be around for a while. Well, I have definitely been, as you know, been stockpiling and there's an entire closet full of already opened action figures. There's uh, a, a handful of box action figures to where I'm like, Hey, as soon as grandkids come up, they're, they're going to get to open those and play with them and, and all that. And even hey, this, you're, you're planning ahead. You're going to save yourself money for Christmas. That's down right. The road, you know? Even even the ones I've got on the shelves here behind me, you know what? I can't take them with me when I go. And and even though I like them, if if my grandkid comes to me and says, "Hey, uh, Popo Gijo, I, I want to open that uh, Black Series Obi Wan Kenobi," I'm going to say, "Eh, you know what? I'm whatever years old. Go ahead. What am I going to do with it? Right? So it's not yeah. like you can buy these and and pay for your kid's college anymore. So if I would only kept everything from the seventies, I I might have been able to. So um, any any other things you want to go? Because I want to keep it short. I want to do like a half an hour with with each one of the co-hosts and just let them talk a little Star Wars. Anything else you want to hit before we before we break away here and and uh, get ready for next week's big show? We're going to have with uh, Okairo from from uh, the Twitterverse and YouTube world. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, he he seemed really excited about that, so that's cool. Um, uh, yeah, it was Christmas in the stars. Yeah, right. Um, for those out there who uh, love Christmas music, who love Star Wars as well, um, if you don't already somehow know about, uh, isn't that what it's called, Christmas yeah. in the Stars? Yeah, it's right here. Yeah, Christmas in the yeah, Stars. There you go. If if you don't know about that. Uh, I mean, good Lord. What, what, what an idea, what an album, what, uh, I mean, there's nothing better for a star Wars fan who also celebrates Christmas. Um, perfect tunes they're, they're, They sound very Christmassy. You get your character. I mean, it's just, it's the best. So, um, if you, if you didn't know about it, I would throw that on. I'm sure they have the whole playlist on YouTube or Spotify or whatever it is. They They don't have it on Apple music though. Yeah, it's I weird figured. that they don't have that. I've got a few DVD or DVDs. I've got a few CDs of it. If anybody still has CDs, you're more than welcome. Ask Joe; I'll get them to you. Yeah. But you can try them out. But yes, they are pretty much streaming a little bit of everywhere. You just gotta search it out. Christmas in the Stars. It has a young bon- John Bon Jovi on it when he was like 12 years old. Um, Anthony Daniels actually uh-huh. plays C-3PO and narrates a lot of it. And re- you know, listening to his audiobook—that's one of the things he was most proud of. He really felt great about that album and how it's still to this day being sold in different places and oh, people yeah. still listen to it. Even, you know, Joey, you mentioned Chris, you know, we talked about Christmas stuff. My sisters who are 43 and 42 still tell me some of their favorite Christmas movie memories was listening to that album when we were growing up. 
And they said they still have all the songs memorized. They all, you know, what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already owns a comb, all that kind of stuff, you know? So, yeah. So, so um, no, I got, I'd rather need something here. No, no, you're good. So, uh, I, we'll, 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 no, we'll, no, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it, it reminds me of my childhood too. And like I said, it's just the, uh, you know, I feel like everybody wants to combine their interests and there's no better combination there between Christmas and, and Star Wars than that. So give that a listen. I, I, I will make sure. Matter of fact, I just shot a video of my wall here to put out on YouTube so people could see it. And I actually talked about Christmas and the stars. So you're going to see it on that on YouTube. Joey, I will tell you, um, your Tamara Morrison was pretty good. There might be something you want to work on to do a little side thing for yourself there on yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah. Instagram. Um, I think that'd be fun. And you got the Mando helmet. Maybe we we need to get you a Boba helmet or you can borrow Alfie's Boba helmet and, and, uh, maybe do a little uh, voiceover with that. So I think that'd be yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, that I should ask for for Christmas is that Boba helmet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We probably, so, yeah, I would probably need to get the, I need to get a real captain Rex. I've got the toy version of captain Rex, but I need to get the real, like, I sell those. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. Maybe yeah. like a black series Rex. I, I need to get that. But yeah. um, look, I know you're busy. I know you got tons of things going on, on your plate. I can't thank you enough. One for getting this started with me. And then two, just for coming and taking some time to hang with me. And, and we're trying to do some short shows. So people in the holidays will have some extra rule of the galaxy to listen to, to go along with yeah. our regular shows. But thanks so much. Looking forward to the whole holidays with you. I know we just finished up with Thanksgiving, but really excited to uh, open presents and eat and hang out with you and watch book of Boba Fett. And uh, I don't know, I might do a rewatch of Mando season one and season two to prep myself uh, before then. So yeah, at least uh, season two with Boba in it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, anything to take our mind off of our uh, dreadful Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm down. You had, you had to bring it up. You just had to bring it up. Okay. Well, man, Hey, thanks again. Um, everybody, you all know how to follow Joey, just Joey or Joey Molinaro pretty much everywhere. Social media, go follow him. I I have a feeling he'll bring a a Boba Fett out soon on his voices that he does because he was really good (laughs) at that. Um, but you know what? Thanks for sticking with us. We'll do some other short shows. We're going to do one with Tony next and, and, and catch up with him. So blast from the past, but uh, until the next show, thanks to Joey. Thanks to all you listeners for rule of the galaxy. May the force be with you.